1: Shackhouse House is back, and what better way to kick off the 2017 season than shamelessly, endearingly, and relentlessly plugging the new great Big Bertha Epic driver from our friends at Callaway Golf. Golf Digest calls this Callaway's most intriguing driver in two decades. Phil Mickelson, Daniel Berger, Brandon Grace, and many, many others on tour competing with Epic drivers now. The key to the Epic house is the jailbreak technology two titanium rods inside the club head that change the way the driver crown sole, and face behave at impact what's the result for you the average joe golfer why it's more ball speed and of course distance all over the face But don't take my word for it, even though I have hit it, and it is as good as build. It's incredible, and it is soft. The face house, the jailbreak, it doesn't hurt. It's soft. It's amazing. It has beautiful feel. Anyway, visit CallawayGolf.com to find out where you can demo the new Epic Driver today. Let's go to the shack house. House greetings from Torrey Pines, beautiful La Jolla. It is a little soggy here. How are you today?
0: I am spectacular, Jeff
1: Shackleford. The Shack House is back. Tiger
0: is back. And Tiger's back. That's yeah, terrible. How about that? A corny the- pun to get things kicked off in 2017.
1: <laughs> hey, it's kicking it off. That's all that matters. We're very happy that uh, uh, the, the tour season has kind of reached Tory Pines. No offense to the first three events, but... I think the combination of losing uh, football games is competition and getting here with some big, big names, teeing it up, Dustin Johnson, Jason Day, Tiger, Phil. Uh, let's face it. It's just its just sort of the, the real start of the season.
0: Yeah, we've got 11 of the world's top 25 in the field, many big names, not every big name. No Jordan Spieth and, of course, no Rory, um, which is, you know, disappointing, but we want Rory healthy in time for a certain event in, in August, but yeah, this is yeah, the yeah, real, yeah. It, it, it gets real now, right? This is the weekend, it's it just does. golf, there's nothing really else on on TV this weekend, uh,
1: so it, it's Tiger at Torrey. It is, and a lot of people kind of poo-pooed the uh, Hero World Challenge as a comeback a venue, and I thought that was intriguing as can be, but this will be even more intriguing. I mean, look at this house, 1040 AM, first tee on the south, He's playing with Dustin Johnson, Jason Day, uh, plays the north course at 930 off the 10th tee on Friday. I mean, how about that for just uh, throwing him right into the the mix? (laughs) Uh, But on the other hand, it's a great pairing for him. He gets along really well with both of those guys and not the Tiger at this point, really cares a whole lot who he's paired with but uh it's still it's uh, it's nice it's comfortable it's Tory Pines where he's comfortable uh did you see yesterday where he corrected a writer at the press conference at Riviera who said you've won down there uh, seven or eight times and eight uh
0: yeah so. eight I mean let's it's not seven or eight I like the word comfort I agree with you this is uh It's obviously deliberate that he's kicking off his 2017 season at this uh, event. Even though, you know, the uh, reputation for these tracks, especially the South, um, real challenge. And you told me, and you should share with the listening audience... Um, that the conditions, uh, in particular the rough, uh,
1: are likely to pose
0: a real challenge to the dudes this week.
1: You know, and they have us in the media center now out on the course again. They move it uh, every year, and we're kind of almost where we were for the U.S. Open. So we're right between the first fairway of the south course and the first fairway of the north. So uh, tomorrow, Pro-Am Day, uh, we will be wearing helmets. Uh, but what it did uh, afford me the opportunity to do is walk out quickly, and this place house is absolutely drenched. I can't believe how much rain they've gotten. I mean, we got a lot of rain in L.A., and I know they got it here, and we just got another drenching this morning, some kind of passing thunderstorms. There's still a couple that might might hit us. And so the rough is, it's tough. I, I But I, I'm actually more fascinated now by the length uh, how uh, especially the South course? The North is is longer, but the South is going to play a mile, and, and there is literally no role To give you an idea, we have a we have windows in the press center, best view on the tour. I look out, you look down, or you look up the coast. But we've been watching guys go down the first fairway of the North, and they're they're tiptoeing in parts of the fairway. It's so wet, and then they hit a wedge shot, and it just explodes, and they kind of look at their clothes and everything. So it, it's going to be lifting. Clean in place, I would think on Thursday and Friday, um, but it's going to be good for the bombers. Well, is my point? Fine. Yeah, and, and look, diatribe.
0: I um, I want to know if this is a, a widely held, you know, all all the insiders know this. Is there is there a nickname for the South that you're aware of? No. Okay. No. Are you well, getting you in know, One
1: that I don't know.
0: Tory North has a reputation as being the shorter and easier. Although I know Weisskopf has done some. Renovation. They flipped the nine, so it's right. a little bit longer. Tory South, long and hard. The South, I've been told, I've read, is called the porn star course. Wow,
1: what a long lovely, and hard um, Jeff Shackelford. I don't know to start the twenty seventeen season. I um, I am not familiar with that anecdote. Well, House. that's my
0: my boy Pat Mayo <laughs> of Roto Experts. I got to give the the you know the proper attribution for that.
1: Maybe he Do made that up f- flesh this out. No pun intended. Why oh, no. it's okay. <laughs> um, let's be honest. The South is not beloved by the players since they renovated it. The, the lure of Torrey Pines oh, yeah. is the San Diego culture, the vibe here, the fun of being at this place and uh, where a lot of guys have, let's be honest. They played a lot of golf here. They play junior golf, maybe in the junior world's, um, but but what Reeves did to the south is is really it gets worse every year the more you look at it and and it's uh, especially as the setting has just gets better and better every year you know they unfortunately had a a disease you'll see a lot fewer trees here this year there's a disease because of the drought that's been kind of hitting all the courses so the views just get better and better and the setting and the conditioning is really good now. But, um, the players, nobody really, nobody really warms up to this course. It's just not something you go, Oh yeah, I really want to go play that every day. It's, it's the views kind of carry the day. Why is that? Well, I played here in college. I had my best ever finish and I, I loved the course and every green complex was different and it had these cool little corner hole locations and it had places where you could kind of feed the ball into those and, you could run up the ball on a couple of holes. Now every green's the same, and it's got this weird, like crown around this little bump crown around each green, and they all kind of deflect balls. You know, you try to envision a shot, and you can't. It's just everything is awkward, and it makes you feel awkward. And and, and in course design, you do want a good player to feel uncomfortable, but. Um, maybe it's cause they're in between or something here. You, they just feel awkward because there's really like no shot to envision other than high and straight and hope you get a good kind of landing on the green. So that, I think that's part of the reason the players don't, uh, care for it. And then, you know, there are those who played it before and remember how it was. So that's part of it as well. And it's just hard. It's just hard. This yeah. time of year, it plays so long and you know, that's, uh, don't never discount how much, uh, uh, that means to to players, but that said, House, I, and I'm not a fan of the rough, but it's probably a good thing we're going to have a tough test this week, right? After yeah. the, the the low scoring the last few weeks, it's it's good for variety's sake, isn't it?
0: Not just variety's sake, but you know it it uh, it's, it it validates it's it resets everybody's eyes and resets everybody's expectations, and you see all the big guns out here, um, you know, it makes it, it it feels like a big time event, you know, shooting three or four under on the South is going to be, you know, a real achievement. And that's kind of what we're, we're accustomed to um, out of the best when they're um, really challenged. And we know that this is a real challenge. So uh, exactly the right time for this uh, uh, event, as as you said, it's unofficial kickoff to the season. And uh, I think it's going to be very cool
1: now I don't want I, I, I wanted to segue that into the discussion of the low scoring of late and some of the reactions to it but before we do that we kind of have to hit some of these these tiger prop bets that I, I don't know what do you think is this European house just trying to get attention but well, what are they going for with some of these because I, I mean an over under a six and a half birdies for tiger if he plays four rounds that's just laughable uh, I don't know what I didn't understand that one i I, I just thought it was interesting how sort of demeaning really uh <laughs> these well, numbers were a I, few of them anyway i've seen or maybe um, not maybe maybe the expectations are just that low i yeah, don't know I've,
0: I've seen this in a few different places now so i'm not sure who the original author of these these props um was but this is these are the prevailing prices if you check props uh, on a whole variety of sites the three that i like hmm. the best and this is the way that i'm going to combo this uh will tiger oh. make the cut um it's a it's a minus one fifteen for both yes and no. I like yes because I, I I gave Tiger straight A's at the hero. And I think you know we, you you mentioned his comfort. Uh I like him returning to this venue. You actually sat down with the man. You sent me a picture yesterday of you sitting with you him one on one with the Tigray. And you uh, commented on how relaxed he seemed, how prepared. Why don't you we we talk for two seconds about your little chat with him, and then I'll I'll give you the rest of my I, thoughts on these props. But you had a nice little. Would you have ten minutes with him? Yeah,
1: I had I had fifteen, and I only took fourteen. So I don't know if that was noted in the um, in the, the if the aides noted that I I didn't uh, surpass my allotted time. But it was really cool. He's relaunching the LA open at Riviera, it's called the Genesis open now, and his foundation will benefit from it. And his, uh, the Tiger woods uh, business side will run the tournament and they're very good at running tournaments. We're very happy to have them. They run the Quicken loans in your uh, home area and they run uh, the hero world challenge. And so he's very involved because of that. He's very engaged. So they had a, they had a press junket type day where he gave a big press conference. It was on golf channel, and then he worked through local stations. And then uh, my uh, friends, uh, new partners at the uh, USA Today Sports Media Group, asked for an interview with him, and we did it. And I went into some other topics. I didn't really uh, beat him up on his health or anything like that. I don't care about that. We were. I wanted to talk golf course design and talk about kind of his uh, th- this tournament and what he sees and how involved he gets and all that. Um, and find out a little bit. He had a bad. He hadn't been to Riviera in ten years, so he, he had a bad experience the last time he was there. We'll talk about that when, when we get closer to tournament week. So, but he went through a lot, and he's a little out of shape on the uh, on the press session thinghouse. But man, he still gives you good answers, and he and he remained focused, and he did this for straight for about three hours, which is not easy. And um, he's, he looks good. He looks really good. He got rid of the uh, thong bikini uh, facial hair thing. You know, he's never won a major with facial hair. Um, key, key handicapping stat to keep in mind as we get close to the majors. But all, overall, he, what, he conveyed two things that I thought were fascinating. One, he admitted that four out of the next five weeks playing these golf courses and with, with his lack of playing uh, the last 400 and some odd days, is a concern. It's it's something he is. Uh, it's ambitious, and he acknowledged that. And I wrote a column for Golf Week that that's amazing for him to acknowledge that. Um, in the past, the the Navy SEAL and him would have would have said, "Oh, no problem. You know, I'm a man. You know, I'll man it up." Man, well, you know what? It, by admitting that he won, it just shows he's just a little more realistic in his thinking. And and I think that he knows with the cold mornings and all the things here that it, it's uh, he is asking a lot. On the other hand, you know, he's going to fly. Emirates first class to uh the Middle East (laughs) he'll be fine um the other thing that I think was interesting was he he indicated it's time it's time I'm ready to get back and I I, as you know I have believed he was he was a burnout he he had had hit a wall and had no desire to play and so to hear that I, I think that's huge that he has the itch again and a lot of people were wondering if he'd even ever get that back and now I think he's got that so that's uh that's that's exciting if you're a fan of his and fan of the game and want to see uh, him make another run.
0: Yeah, so all, all of that factored into my thinking. Uh, and I'm also just going to, you know, uh i'm 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 betting what i what I want to happen i'm I'm betting what I'm rooting for I want him to make the cut because I want the tournament into the weekend to be exciting I want that buzz to build again so i'm I'm definitely taking yeah. him making the cut the the you mentioned the birdies how many birdies six and a half is it just feels i mean he might I, I'm rooting for him to do that at, on the North on Friday right I mean I, I want he him might. to have 730s with, with
1: lift clean in place he might do that with lift clean I, it's just it's a it was it's, I don't understand that one
0: but the <laughs> so that means if is since I'm, I'm anticipating him making the weekend that means I also take the over eight and a half on bogeys because I think you know it's going to be okay. the yeah. same right. kind of thing that oh, we observed yeah. down in the Bahamas
1: sure yeah yeah, the north, the south course is tough, and even if you're picking up your ball and cleaning it in the fairways, it's just tough. So that's fine. Okay, I like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. So that's my. I'm going to um, go yes on making the cut, over six and a half on birdies, and over eight and a half on bogeys, because this is you know it's an entry any, point moment here.
1: Sure, sure. Did you have any opinion on the the uh, top ten and top five uh, numbers they offered for Tiger? They're, they're ridiculous. Yeah. I wouldn't
0: touch these. They, they, you need to put another zero okay. behind both of them. <laughs>
1: okay. If you, you want to give me forty-five yeah,
0: just... to one on him making a top five, maybe I'll consider it. If you want to give me oh, yeah. uh, thirty-five to one on him in a top ten, maybe I'll consider it. But both of those are ridiculous. He, he belongs in like a, you know, he's thirty to one to win. That's that's absurd. He should be hundred and twenty-five to one to win.
1: Yeah, given the amount of time off. But he is Tiger Woods, and he, he has won at Torrey Pines. But he has a one so one um, Now, we, we on the topic of scoring and what's happened with 259s in the last two tournaments, I'm curious, House, just kind of as a fan, what your reaction has been to that. Because there are a lot of layers, as you can imagine, to this discussion. And we, we brought it up with Jason Day today. Um, I, I'm curious, though, just sort of your – your uh your take just watching it from afar or watching it on tv so i continue to be completely thrilled by it we we now have three
0: scores under 60 in six months so it it feels like um we're going to see you know 59 watch hashtag 59 watch on the golf channel is like a real thing and something that pops up on twitter now um and and uh, it showed up a few times at the Sony because not only did Justin Thomas do what he did, but Kevin Kisner got hot. Uh, um, yeah. my, my man uh, Ches Reevy. Was it Brian Harmon? Oh, oh no, Ches Reevy. Yeah, Ches Reevy at right. the Sony also had a stretch there. Fifty nine watch made an appearance on the bottom uh, right hand of the screen. Um, but I I still think it's 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 thrilling um, because of. The um, the over time, it's it's got the same vibe as as like a a no hitter or, or a or a perfect yes. game. It's always thrilling. It's always exciting to see if the guy can can get all the way across the goal line. Um, these guys, and I've heard this some. Uh, I think you you may have been the author of some of these comments. Between the equipment, the fitness of the the players, uh, the technology that's available right now, and the course conditions, I expect that we're going to see this quite often. And I would not be shocked if we see 57 like this season. Because both uh, Adam Hadwin, uh, you know, he he hit his uh, – he he was 13 under with two to play.
1: Yeah, 13 birdies. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's it, uh, 13 birdies. And I and, and I know Justin Thomas had to make Eagle uh t- to get his, but um Furick also had a chance at, at fifty
1: seven uh last summer. He did. He had a great chance at it. Um uh, yeah, and that's par seventy. So yeah, it um I, I think you're right. I think there's a good chance. It's just fascinating how many people uh, and of course I'm around some jaded sports writers here, but uh they just don't see fifty nine as magical anymore because of Furyk's fifty eight and I my counter to that is uh, the day that you see somebody playing for 59 and, and people aren't all treating him like the pitcher who's throwing the no-hitter or the perfect game, and, and uh, that's the day that maybe it has lost its magic. But when you think of the number of rounds played on the PGA Tour and the number that have been under 60, it's still a magical number, especially on a par 72. I think it's even more amazing. Um, and I love it. I think it's exciting that they everybody cuts in and we get the 59 watch hashtag. And uh, it's a special achievement in somebody's career. And Fieric did set a new bar. There's no question. But it's still, I think Fieric threw the perfect game and, and the rest of these guys now. Although Al Guyberger, I got to tell you, his 59, when, <laughs> when you know about the golf course he did it on and the clubs he was using – and Al Geiberger didn't have track man. He didn't have an instructor who he could email his TrackMan numbers to. He the conditioning was nothing like today. Um, you just go on the lit down the list. The equipment uh, that that round still to everybody who knows about it. Still, that one feels like uh, a, a, And again, that's to mean the other ones. The other ones are great, but well, Mister Fifty Nine is Mister Fifty Nine for a reason. That G- one was G- was un- unreal.
0: Do you know anybody in golf media? I mean, maybe there's a deep dive there. Maybe all those factors you just <laughs> described, we could we could, you know, do get do a little bit of a dive in there and 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 compare it for us.
1: Well, and it, it it's um I think that I think you'll see some of that, although there isn't much golf media left, but but I do I don't think anybody wants to get into comparing the different ones to just say, "Wow, well, Chip Beck's wasn't as good as David Duval's or this or that." But I just think the more fascinating topic is I wanted to ask Jason Day this today because uh, he was talking about he he, t- he he changes his loft and his lie on his putter every week he told us which I put up the comments on my blog about that I I was that was just wild to hear that but I almost wanted to ask him but he wasn't really too interested in the 59 topic he kept going well I'm about winning golf tournaments and of course I was about to follow up have you ever shot 59 uh, but I decided not to be a total jerk in, in week one Um but i wanted to I, I want to start asking players like if if there was if you had to, to give a percentage to what is the thing that's most influencing it i'm going to guess most will say equipment uh, and then they'll say track man and instruction and course conditioning tends to come kind of low on the list i just don't think players a lot of the younger players realize the difference in the consistency of the turf now versus even 10 years ago or 12 years ago um, the superintendents, what they can do is just is just incredible.
0: And, and that's um, especially so, true anyhow. of the greens, right?
1: I think the greens, yeah, where you get it the most, although, you know, fairway lies are <laughs> there. I mean, I think of a course like Torrey Pines or a course like Riviera. These are courses I've been coming to quite a bit, and I just know the difference in what the players get in terms of consistent fairway lies is night and day compared to, let's say, 15 years ago and you know this is winter time generally it used to be kind of tough here you'd be at the mercy of the weather and now what these superintendents can do is incredible and you give a player a perfect lie and we're going to see it the first two days uh, I don't because uh, they'll be able to touch their ball and clean it and and it just makes them uh, very dangerous you know these guys the slightest little imperfection in a lie really does make a difference so um, they're good they have great tools and they're using them. And I think it's great. Um, of course I also love it because it does get people riled up about the, the distance issue and, and it does shine a light on that. So I enjoyed that as well, because that's an interesting debate to have. I just don't like it though. When players are sort of demeaned or, or, uh, uh, that the people don't enjoy accomplishment in the sport, you have to enjoy it. This is a hard game. Yeah. I don't, I haven't seen anything suggesting that the pe-
0: that any player is blasé about it. I think you're you might hear oh, something from from your yeah. uh, your commentary, the commentariat, right? The the it, it's the yeah, it's, I mean it, it's yes, on the media side, the yes, media people. old school.
1: Uh, well I wouldn't, yeah, I, but you'll you'll hear you'll hear golfers. Yeah, it's it's the same mentality that people have that they like to see players beat up. At, at sometimes and I've never liked that and there's just some people who do like that they like seeing the players forced to feel like the rest of us and um well they're going to enjoy I this would, weekend I get then. I get I just don't find that interesting to watch and I like when the players struggle because they have to make a grueling decision uh I don't like to see them struggle just because of fairways 12 yards wide and surrounded by eight inch rough hey House uh don't you have a little bit of news from the Callaway I, community? To, I do, uh, I, I do.
0: Friends, do you listen to Shack House and think, I love talking about golf as much as these idiots do? Why don't I have a famous golf podcast on the Ringer Network? Well, you're not alone. Bring your love for golf talk online, friends. Bring it online to the Callaway community. where like-minded golf nuts are testing and reviewing products before they are in stores. You're getting custom fitting advice that's on there. There's a community to have a discussion about that. And coming soon, you can mix it up with me and Jeff Shackelford. This year, Shaq and I will be doing giveaways, answering questions, and other exciting things along those lines. All you have to do, check out CallawayGolf.com com slash community head on over there sign up and we'll be sure to tell you when we're going on there what kind of stuff um, we'll be offering up to make it worth your while and uh, happy to answer questions as well we're also brought to you this week by our good friends at harry's for decades one big razor company has relentlessly increased prices and reaped immense profits at the expense of their customers Harry's knew there's only one way to ensure quality when you're talking about razors so they bought their own factory by taking less profit and selling directly to you over the internet Harry's offers their blades at half the price just $2 a blade compared to the $4 bucks you will spend at the drugstore $4 or more Harry's razors include everything you need for a close comfortable shave weighted ergonomic handle five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade rich lathering shave gel travel blade cover I my own self love the comfortable glide the closeness the smooth feeling I get from using Harry's and I also love that it comes in a very convenient small pack Uh, I have one for home and one for away Harry's my friends is so confident in the quality of their blades they want you to try their shave set for free you heard that right just cover shipping when you sign up Plus, as a special offer, fans of the show, go to harrys.com right now. Enter code HOUSE at checkout to get a post-shave balm. I, my own self, along with my Truman kit, have the post-shave balm. I cannot recommend it enough. Enter code HOUSE at checkout. Get the post-shave balm. Also free. That's harrys.com, code HOUSE.
1: So, we had a long off-season, the Shack House. What uh, what stood out to you is kind of uh, something we didn't really kick around. Maybe should have uh, had we been yapping these last few weeks. I think the most interesting thing,
0: uh, you know, there, were, there was a bunch of interesting things. I can I continue to appreciate the innovation on the European tour, um, on fan involvement, and you know efforts that. Um, taking the game a little bit lighter, I saw the awkward golfer um, video this week that they did. It was really good where they it was uh, good They planted um, you know they had some tour pros uh, on the euro tour. Using uh, a guy in his ear um, to go ask awkward questions of other um, players. Very, very (laughs) clever, very smart. Uh, That was beautiful. But the one thing I I really um, was. And by the way, the Little
1: Billy, you did watch the Little Billy videos, right? Oh, Little Billy is is
0: a hero. We'll have to. The interview of
1: Rory is. One of the best things that's been done in in golf in ten years. We it might need to get
0: some little Billy on the Shack House. We might have to figure out how. Well, to Well, uh, little that Billy's little Billy. busy.
1: I think filming season two of The Crown, but uh, we might be able to try to talk to his agent to get him get him on the show. Uh, he's he's quite a talent. Um, but yeah, yeah but they, they he, are doing some good stuff. I'm, I'm glad you uh, you like the music on the driving range. The, the the guys hitting balls to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I think, will will grow the game by leaps and bounds. <laughs> I, I I promise to not you say
0: grow the game, so you're not you're not gonna you can't yeah, walk yeah, me yeah. into it. But the speaking of you know interesting developments in the off season that might have the effect of making the game more available to players, Costco. Introduced a ball in the right around the sort of Christmas time season, you know, Christmas season, there, perfect gift giving time that got a review on My Golf Spy and it went through the roof in the sense that demand went, went crazy. The, the, the My Golf Spy, I think it was Golf Works that did a, a, a review of it and actually yeah. found it the, to, <clears throat> to perform close to the point of well, Why don't you tell the story?
1: yeah yeah GolfWorks was the first to mention it kind of point it out suggest hey this is uh this is going nuts people are loving it and hey we hear it's good then my golf spy did the testing and the testing review uh this was in late october early november and that's what kind of vaulted the thing to a craze level and um Costco brought the ball out kind of quietly like they do. And, uh, and then people just started going nuts, you know, $15 a dozen's kind of an incredible price for a good ball. Uh, Then of course, you know, house, what it turned out, we, we found out that this was a uh, probably a one-time purchase of the cores inside the ball that are pretty expensive to make. And there were a bunch of leftovers and, my understanding is they were tailor-made had a bunch and as you know, their parent company, Adidas is looking for, well, they're looking to sell them. Uh, but they're also like any company or looking for money any way they could get it. And so TaylorMade sold these to, they had them sitting around. They were not intending to create any kind of uh, it was just like a vineyard that had a lot of extra wine from a certain year, but didn't want to, um, didn't have any use for it or whatever their reason was they didn't want to stick their label on it. And Costco did what they do uh, from time to time on products, and it went it went berserk. What made it intriguing, of course, was that it it happened house, as you know, right as Titleist slash Acushnet was having its IPO, and the my Golf Spy review compared the ball to the Pro V, and um, so that that led to some tension there. Obviously, it was a business story. And uh, and the ball, you know, I guess what house I went out and walked around a few holes here. at Torrey, I found two balls today, a pro V and a Kirkland. And I, of course, I compare them and it's laughable the way they didn't do a good job of knocking off the pro V one arrow on the ball. It, it's a little blatant. Um, it's obnoxiously blatant actually, <laughs> but oh, I got, I, no I finally idea. got to see the ball in person and I got to be honest with you. I pulled out a Chrome soft, uh, in my bag and then I pulled out the pro V I picked up and the Kirkland and, uh, you know, it looks very nice. I don't feel like it looks quite as good as the other two. The other two have a little more shine <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing. But, you know, the big story to people was the price and, uh, they got excited and now they're they're upset, but people felt like this could be a disruptor for the golf equipment business. And I suppose Costco could keep trying to do this a few times. I just, I think there's two issues. I'd be curious what you think, but one is that uh, they're going to need the help of big time companies that, that have stuff to get rid of. And I just don't think a lot of the companies are eager to do that or have many uh, extra things like those cores to get rid of. And then the other thing house is, Uh, And this is why I was always a little skeptical. Golfers love their brands. I mean, you see kids uh, wearing Callaway, Titleist, TaylorMade, Under Armour. And you go to a golf tournament and you see the power of that. And then you see grown men wearing corporate stuff. It's just like guys who you see out biking dressed like they're in the Tour de France. People love their brands. They love their companies. And I just never believed that I could see a three handicap at, uh, at, at the local country club on the first tee on Saturday going, I got a Kirkland four. I, I, I'd admire him for doing it, uh, but I, I, I think there's kind of um, an ego thing that would have made that unlikely.
0: Well, that, that may be the case, but uh, they sold out of those balls. And they're, they they were for a while taking on, you know, sort of pre-orders for, for the next wave that it seems like is unlikely (laughs) to come out (laughs) because, because of the the flack, right. That, that, uh, the tailor made took, but you know, the, the, for equipment uh, manufacturers and ball makers and everybody that's that's in the industry there had to be a little bit of an eye-opening moment there where with the right kind of uh innovation and the right kind of placement you could create a type of brand buzz i mean in on the one hand uh titleist did not like at all um you know having its ipo uh, I don't know if it, it was sullied, but you know, having simultaneously this story that there's a ball out there that's a third of the price of the Pro V that that um, you know was reviewed well and 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 fared well. But on the other hand, we were talking about the Titleist Pro V in every one of those stories, right? So there's there's got to be a <laughs> yeah, way for the- a for a for a thoughtful, smart you know manufacturer <laughs> or ball maker or what what have you. To maybe think of this as an opportunity, right? You know, I don't, I don't mean to sound cynical, but um, well, you know, if you if you have some extra product and you want to, you know, push it out onto the market and create um, a type of buzz around something that otherwise is is kind of a sunk cost, I could I could come up with a couple ways to make that work.
1: Yeah, and that could happen again. I, I don't doubt that that it could happen. Um, but that said, our, our friends at Callaway, makers of the Chrome Soft, the ball that we play and love. Um, already kind of did this with the Chrome Soft. You know, it, it's a significantly lower price for a dozen. Although right now you can get Pro V's at a similar price because they're discounted. I think they do that this time of year to get rid of them. But um, you know, forty bucks for a dozen Chrome Soft was was less than the Pro V, and and that got people's attention because it's a great ball. Um, but uh, I just don't know if if a company will go to that kind of trouble to, to disrupt the, the market. I just don't know. It's, um, I think it's something to watch. I think it's fascinating. The other thing, House, I, I want to point out in this issue that was really fascinating, the importance of internet reviews and the change from a, a golf digest or somebody like that influencing the market and the, and the, the golf audience uh, and a, my, instead a, a golf works or my golf spy having this kind of influence on golfers with reviews is, I think, you know, we've seen that in other areas probably of the world, but golf's always like five years behind. But we have seen something now where these independent or seemingly independent sites, um, my golf (laughs) spine has a few biases uh, that they're not fans of some things uh, and it's rather consistent. But in general, people are now trusting them more than, the kind of the big name brands to, for, for insights into products. And I think that's uh, a fascinating thing out of this, this, this story.
0: Yeah, that's right. We're we are always, you know, now in this internet age, the 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 smart consumer is always looking, you know, for the best value uh and through whatever kind of source um credible source can can provide it and you know, we we now have available to us um a whole variety of different ways of taking on information and processing it and thinking about how it might work work for us and we don't have to and I don't I'm only going to single out um, Golf Digest because their hot list just came out, and that's that used to be the way right. that I would each year. Kind of acquaint myself with you know what it was uh, the manufacturers were delivering in the way of new product and looking at the reviews yep. and then trying to distinguish between the reviews to see what would might might work for me. I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to go get the magazine yeah. or go online and read Golf Digest. I can go to these other sites. I like to go to my boy Mark Crossfield and see what's he, what he's hitting. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, Crossfield's phenomenal.
0: W- yeah. Exactly. And watch Those watch his experience amazing, with yeah. it. And he and you know he he tells the truth. Right. He, he doesn't. Seem to be he does. wedded to any particular manufacturer, I don't have to doubt his um, motivation or, or uh, his incentives, and you know that that's that's helpful to me as a consumer, as I'm trying to think about you know how my I upgrade this aspect of my equipment one way or the other. So I, I think you know the the. The point you're making is absolutely right, and you know it ought to be. Hopefully, all the manufacturers are, are onboarding the experience of what happened with that ball and thinking about how they might use it um, to to, the, to their benefit. And I think that ultimately benefits the consumer. What we're really talking about here, to me, is a- accessibility. It's access to the game, and you know the, yeah. those balls sold out because you know people play balls and lose balls, and it's not fun to lose a four-dollar ball. Uh, you know. At, at, you lose three or four $4 balls every time you go out. And that's what, you know, a player like me at 13 handicap, 14 handicap, um, you know, mid to higher handicaps are kind of confronted with and, and by. So, yeah. you know, that that's kind of where I come
1: down on it. All right. One last point on this, and I don't want to sound like a total shill or get political. But one thing that I think a lot of people didn't realize in this whole debate uh, when they were kind of slamming. Uh, all the companies Titleist Callaway TaylorMade uh for the price of their golf balls uh, just a, just a reminder for those who who don't see it on the packaging the Titleist Pro V1 the Callaway Chrome Soft are made in the United States and I've been to the factories and they have longtime loyal workers uh, American workers and in this time when that this is such a, a hot button issue I uh I got to be honest with you, House, you know, I buy American cars. I, I, uh, I like to buy things made in the United States. And so if that makes somebody uh, feel a little bit better about uh, paying an extra few cents a ball, that is obviously part of this, this whole story. And I think there's a lot of research and development uh, that goes into this and testing that something like the Kirkland ball didn't. In fact, I heard I've, I know some people who cut open balls and they <laughs> not all the cores were the same color. And so, I mean, it was I, I'm thrilled Costco did this. It, it's fascinating because it does keep these companies on their toes. But uh, there's also, you know, there I also know enough, as you, you know, uh, we've seen enough of our friends work at Callaway and I know the people at Titleist, and they do put a lot into their product. And there's consistency and quality. And um, so there, there are things you are paying for, and you are getting some value out of that. So that's enough shilling on that subject. Um, but I do I do mean that. And uh, I think we, more importantly, we have to cover two things now. There's a little breaking news as we're, we're doing this pod. Tiger has tweeted that a big decision has been made and he will be announcing it here Wednesday at Torrey Pines. So we apologize to those of you listening to the show after this big decision has been made. I don't know what it is, um, but we'll find out tomorrow. But let's let's talk about who is going to win the Farmers Insurance Open this week. Um, our producer, Jim Cunningham, sent us some odds, uh, house, and I got to tell you, as always, <laughs> they're not particularly enticing, are they, if we were actually betting, Um and you might you might be on the, the farmers I don't know but um, Jason Day and, and Dustin Johnson at nine to one aren't too thrilling but um, you know Dustin Johnson is playing very nice golf Hideki Matsuyama twelve to one and then it jumps to Ricky at twenty five uh, Patrick Reed twenty five to one Snedeker the defending champion uh, twenty five to one and Phil Mickelson at thirty to one anybody uh, anybody you feel strongly about this week. I I'm not going to bet it this week. I don't
0: like any of those prices, okay. and there, I don't see anybody um, out of that you know that's not really on that list yeah. coming out. The only the only guy that I might sort of take a look at and, and, and think about a little bit is Kepka Brooks Kepka mm. because of, okay. of uh, you know the, the 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 power you know he has the ability to um, you know the, the length is not a challenge for him, um, right. but. Uh, I, out of all those guys, I'm I I like Day. I really do like Jason Day at this tournament. he, okay. he I think he, he, for him, what we observed uh, out of his play in, in Hawaii, it looked like a tune-up. It looked like he treated it like a tune-up. Um, I think you know he will be inspired to be playing with Tiger, and you know we'll we'll see him. This is going to be you know Jason Day at his like. This is going to be serious. I'm playing, uh, you know, to win Jason Day, and he has the pedigree and the, the history here at Tory, So that would be my horse if I was going to pick a horse this week.
1: Okay. Well, I'm on the Hideki and Dustin Johnson bandwagon just because of their ability. Well, one, the way they're both playing right now, and then also just the, the power game and uh, the ability to kind of uh, – diffuse the i think what's going to be the difficulty here this week which is the south course playing so so long um i just don't really feel any long shots that stood out you know there because there are this is a great time of year, house as you know west coast swing it tends to be an area that favors the people who grew up playing around here poa greens Kakuya grass all that kind of stuff and so you always get a pat perez or a Um, uh, a local that's uh, there is a kid from San Diego state, Uh, you know, and I'm feeling a little bad now. I didn't uh, look him up. Uh, Who's got his card this year. Anyway. Well, oh, well, I'm not picking Bryson DeChambeau as much as I am intrigued by him. House. He's down at the PGA show (laughs) um, at demo day today. I, I don't know if that's how he wants to prepare for a PGA tour event. Maybe he got here early and played a couple rounds on the new North uh, course. Uh, but anyway, um, I thought that was a little strange today. Um, let me, offer a quick word from our friends at odyssey and then we'll do a quick wrap on uh, what's ahead for uh, the next few weeks is that all right house that's awesome do it all right well we know odyssey golf the uh the number one putter in golf uh really is when it comes to putting uh we know it's the putter that the best putters in the world use to generate top spin at impact and of course that's the big differentiator between pros and amateur golfers On the green. Well, guess who is here to help you compensate for that lack of forward roll? The new O-Works putters from Odyssey feature a micro-hinge insert that dynamically generates immediate topspin at impact, regardless of how terrible your putting stroke is. So it's already been played and put in the bag by Phil Mickelson during the Ryder Cup. And now the new insert is already hot on the tour. There's a certain famous golfer who uh, was recently using it. I won't mention his name. I house have gotten my hands on one and I got to tell you, I'm a blade putter. I'm a real snob with the putters and I cannot believe uh, how soft the face is and how how beautifully the ball comes off the face. I have not tried it on super fast greens. I'm kind of curious there and super slow greens, but it is uh, it, it is a different feel. I've never felt a putter quite like this. So anyway, the new O-Works micro hinge insert from Odyssey, it'll be in stores February 17th, Genesis Open Week at Riviera. So go to odysseygolf.com to check out how this new way to roll works. So this is our first shack house. House, we're going to be pretty consistent here on the west coast swing so people know uh, and we're going to try to have a lot of good monday post shows and uh and and we're going to start getting some good guests lined up now that we're kind of in a flow uh I, I hope you're excited for the year i'm i'm starting to get excited i gotta be honest it was I, i'm kind of glad we took a break <laughs> i I, uh, I see a lot of burnouts in golf and uh i think that uh, we did just the right thing uh, we we do apologize though for stepping away right uh but we believe that golf has seasons. Yeah. Tigers and back, we're back and we're back. All right, everybody, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, from Callaway and Harry's and all our uh, good partners at the Ringer. And, uh, of course, you can find House from uh, at House from D.C. on Twitter, and I'm Jeff Shack on Twitter and JeffShackleford.com. House, anything else? Just one thing, Jeff, and that is Shackleford.